Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Falcoholic Live. I'm your host, Kevin Knight, here to bring you some takes from the 2024 Senior Bowl. Guys, it is, uh, it was an interesting day here in Mobile because it started off about 40 degrees, which was very familiar to me in New York. And then by the time noon rolled around, it was about 65 to 70 and completely sunny. So I'm sure there's a lot of very burned people out there after today. But uh, I am well prepared with sunscreen, with hats, with all that stuff uh, and long sleeves. Uh, Veteran of these practices by now, so I know better. So far, not burned. So we're doing good there. Uh, And the practices themselves are very exciting. Um, Sometimes on the first day of these events, we do get a little bit of a slow start. We do get a little bit uh more warm-up type stuff not as much team or one-on-one action but we got a lot of that today plenty of one-on-ones plenty of team uh for this first practice some spicy stuff definitely a fun day of practice one that i enjoyed and i've got plenty of takes for you guys from the first day of practice here Uh, i know you guys will (laughs) my dog hates movies says i can tell you and aaron the same hotel yes uh last year aaron and i actually roomed together which was fun uh, this year, uh, I don't know if, you know, Aaron just doesn't like me or, or what, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we, we, we decided to, to separate, uh, this year, but I, I think he's probably like across the hall or something. Cause I'm pretty sure he has the exact same room type as I do, but welcome in guys. Welcome to our day one practice recap here on the Falcoholic Live. We're going to get into, uh, the big standouts from today. We're going to get into all the main stuff, uh, I'll get into the guys that I like the best. Um, you know, I, I just the first day of practice. So again, I can't watch everything going on all the time. Right. Um, you know, sometimes we do see, uh, them split like the, the offensive line, defensive line drills are typically at one side and then the quarterback wide receiver, you know, DB stuff is on the other. So I can't watch both at the same time. It's impossible. So what I basically did today was for the, excuse me, the national practice, I watched um, the quarterback wide receiver stuff exclusively for the most part, except for the teams, the team stuff, I can see both. Um, So I got more takes. The national team is the one with Bo Nix and Michael Penix um, and Sam Hartman. So obviously that one's a little bit more important with the quarterbacks there. And for the American team, I watched more of the offensive line, defensive line stuff. So I've got more takes there. I'll probably switch it up uh day today a little bit but you know with the national team having those high profile quarterbacks probably gonna have to watch them but uh we'll get into it before we, we get too far i want to bring you guys a quick word from today's sponsor of course betonline.ag folks it is super bowl time the road to vegas is here we are gonna get san francisco taking on the kansas city chiefs and probably the most predictable super bowl matchup uh that we could have expected not a huge surprise Lots of questions. Obviously, can Kyle Shanahan get over the hump? Can Kansas City win it again? Um, you know, we'll see. It's going to be a fun Super Bowl. But no matter what you want to bet on, guys, Bet Online is your number one source for that Super Bowl odds, stats, trends, and lines. They've got everything to, from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props for you guys to sink your teeth into to get more information. Uh, all that stuff. You can get it all at betonline.ag today. And head there right now if you want to stay updated on all that action, guys. It is betonline.ag. Make sure when you sign up to use our promo code BELIEVE. It's B-L-E-A-V. 
to get your, uh, I believe they're doing a deposit match with that promo code, so check that out. Guys, Bet Online. it's where the game starts. So, let's dive in to these takes, and I know we'll probably spend a few minutes after the takes uh, talking about some of the coordinator and other coaching stuff that came out with regards to the Falcons. Um, and then just a heads up, tomorrow's live is probably going to be earlier because I've got some events to go to in the evening. So the the live tomorrow night is probably not going to be at 8. It might be at like 6 or something like that. I'll keep you guys posted and try to get that scheduled up as soon as I can, as soon as I know. So that way you guys know uh, when that show is going to be taking place. Um, but yeah, for today to start, I mean, I think the big, the big winners today were wide receivers and defensive linemen. There were definitely some... You know, it's not a monolith, right? I mean, I know, like, Toledo cornerback Quinion Mitchell was one of the best players, like, period, and he's not one of those two groups. And we also saw Oklahoma tackle Tyler Guyton play really well. But for the most part, I think it, the wide receivers and defensive linemen really did uh, have a great performance. Um, I think those guys those guys crushed it for the most part. I was really impressed. Um, and I think we saw really good quarterbacking uh, from Bo Nix and Michael Penix. I think both those guys played well, and that's not easy to do on the first day. I mean, you go back a year, two years, and we saw really rough days from the quarterbacks to start things off. Um, so I was impressed, certainly, to see uh, the quarterbacks start strong. Uh, Bo Nix probably had the slightly better overall day, but Penix probably had the most impressive individual throws. I know that one throw that's in the the article on the Falcoholic, where he layers it between those two defenders to, to Roman Wilson. That was one of the better throws of the day. So very impressive. And, and both those guys, I think, are showing that they're legit quarterback prospects. You know, how high they go is an open question. I know a lot of people think Bo Nix has top 20 potential. And Penix, you know, also could have top 20 potential. It just depends on how the medicals look, which we are never really going to be privy to that information, unfortunately. But... Um, they were good. Uh, I liked, I like both of those guys. Sam Hartman, I thought was solid. I, I think Hartman is someone that could be an NFL backup. You know, he's, again, you can tell it's a different class of quarterback compared to the first two. Um, but that's good for Penix and, and Bo Nix to kind of separate themselves from someone like a Hartman who is a solid quarterback prospect, but not someone that's going to be in that early conversation, but getting to the, the receivers from the national team, you know, I thought Roman Wilson, was the big winner probably in terms of expectations. Um, he was just really good, uh, really fast. I thought he ran good routes, created a ton of separation, great hands. I don't think he dropped a single pass. Um, he got targeted a lot because he was open. And, and Roman Wilson, I think, definitely solidified himself as a, as a legit deep threat in this class, someone that has a lot of potential. So I'm going to be watching him closely as that sort of you know, maybe late day two, day three type, early day three type of guy. Um, he's very interesting. I liked, I liked what we saw from him today. Uh, USC's Brendan Rice, definitely a guy that had a lot of hype coming in, right? Uh, obviously, the son of Jerry Rice is going to have a lot of hype. And he didn't create like as much separation as I think some people were hoping. He also got held a lot. So, I mean, that's not really his fault. Like you could see like a, there was one rep where the guy just like mugged him essentially. And then he got free of it and then kept going into the end zone and then caught the touchdown anyway, which was really impressive. But um, people were getting really grabby with him. So I, I'm not necessarily going to hold that against him and say like, oh yeah, he's having trouble separating. It's kind of hard to tell when they're grabbing like that, but um, he was good. Rice was definitely someone that I liked. And then uh, Western Kentucky, Malachi Corley, you know, Drawn a lot of beat like uh you know Debo Bijan comparisons as a receiver right, um thick you know stout built 
wide receiver. Um, I know some people are questioning, you know, can he run all the routes? Can he do all the wide receiver stuff? Uh, yes, I think so. His run after he's a great run after catch threat. We know that, but he separated with some routes. I thought he had great hands. Um, he was targeted all over the place, targeted short, targeted intermediate, caught some deep stuff. Uh, and he did a great job. I, I thought uh, Malachi Corley was definitely one of the more impressive guys out there. Um, Florida's Ricky Pearsall, not someone I was like super knowledgeable about before the senior bowl. I just honestly, you know, don't have with the coaching search and everything. I didn't have time to dive super deep on like the day three guys, but I think Pearsall definitely separated himself from the pack today. Um, you know, he, he had a very good day. Uh, he was consistently open. He showed a lot of good deep speed, created a lot of separation with his routes, did some really savvy stuff, caught the ball well. So he's definitely someone to monitor. The one that I would say was probably disappointing to a lot of people was North Carolina's Devontae Walker. Um, Tez Walker, you know, he, a guy that is a fringe first rounder to some, had a bad day. I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, if he has a great day tomorrow, I won't be shocked at all. Um, but yeah, it was, he's probably the most disappointing player. Um, had a ton of drops early. Just didn't, he just seemed like he was off today. Uh, and you know, for whatever reason he did finish really strong. They gave him an opportunity at the end of practice. He got to pick the, the DB he wanted to go against. He chose Penn state's Kalen King, who is a, a top corner prospect. Um, so he picked a, a guy that was going to be tough. Um, and, and he did a good job beating, beating that press coverage at the line. Uh, and, and getting that catch on King. So I don't, I'm not super worried about Tez going forward, but that was definitely one that was interesting because I think the expectations for him were super high coming into the week. Um, next, uh, the next practice of the American practice, you, you could tell the quarterback play dipped, right? Uh, without Penix and, and Bo Nix, it was, there was a dip in play it wasn't terrible like there was they weren't throwing catchable balls or anything but it, it there was a there was a dip there the consistency wasn't there so there weren't as many highlight plays deep shots that sort of thing but there were a couple of guys of course that that really did stand out i think louisville's uh, jamari thrash was the clear winner in terms of expectations um he's he pretty much stole the show he was dominant all day long um and you know, he, he had great deep speed. I thought he ran good routes. He had great hands. You know, the one that's in the the article on the site, you know, he, he fights through great coverage and, and makes the catch in the end zone, uh, tracks it super well. I was really impressed by Thrash. He's definitely someone that is going to be higher on my board going forward. And then the expected one, of course, was Lad McConkey from Georgia, right? This is the type of environment that really lends itself to that skill set, you know, he's quick, he's super savvy, he's going to dominate one-on-ones as as that that skill set. And he did. And and you know, that's exactly what he needed to do. I think he's more he's more or less going to solidify himself as the top slot receiver in this draft in terms of the pure slot type guy. Um and I think today was a good first step towards doing that. He he checked all the boxes you would want for McConkey and he's going to be a high second round pick probably as a result. You know, the one guy that was kind of polarizing today was uh, Xavier Leggett, and I thought he had some some really nice reps. The quarterbacks had trouble hitting him. You know, I don't know if it was there was miscommunication on the route. I don't know if the ball was just sailing. Sometimes it just seemed to be inaccurate. Um, and he did have like one nice one that he did drop. He also had some nice ones that he caught. But you know, I, I I'm hoping that that he gets some better throws later in the week and and stuff. Um, 
because Leggett is, is one of those guys that's super interesting. He's got elite deep speed. He's got the size. Maybe not quite as big as some thought. I know some had him listed as, as big as 6'3". He's more like 6'1". He's still over 220. He's big X-style receiver. Um, you know, and he's one of those guys that, like, this week, if he crushed it, he could be a first-rounder. So he's going to be one of the ones to really monitor over the next couple days. Um, but I, I'm really excited to see how he goes. And then I imagine what most of you came here to hear about is the defensive line guys. Uh, and this is a good group. Um, you know, I the interior group is probably better than the edge group. And I don't think that should shock anyone. They got a lot of top guys from the interior group here. Not as many of the top edge guys ended up coming. Um, but it's still a good group. And the headliner, obviously, is, is, is Latu Latu. And, and he crushed it. Um, he had one really dominant rep against BYU's uh, Kingsley Suamataya. Uh, and you know, I, I thought he just had a really good day. You could see how savvy he is. He's just, he's such a polished pass rusher. You know, he, he did, did come in with the arm measurement under 33 inches. I think it was like 32 and a half. And that's really what's potentially holding him out of like the top 10 is doesn't have elite size, doesn't have elite length, probably not going to test elite, but he's so good still. And sometimes you know, you're just like, well, he's good, so we just should take him. And and I don't, I don't blame him. Um, Brandon Dallas Turner's not here. Chris Braswell is, and he was another guy that was that was pretty good. You know, the power rusher from Alabama. Um, but yeah, Dallas Turner not here. That would have been sweet if Dallas Turner was here. I would have loved to watch that. Um, other edge guys that looked good. Uh, Penn State's Adisa Isaac, I thought had a really good uh, day all around. Western Michigan's Marshawn Neeland is kind of that like tweener type big end um he he was good too very disruptive um the one that kind of surprised me was uh kansas's austin booker he was pretty good all day uh had a nice sack on Penix later and in practice not someone i was super familiar with coming in so i always like it when i see edge rushers showing up uh because that gives us more options later in the draft too if we if we need to get there so uh kansas edge rusher austin booker definitely one to keep an eye on over the rest of the week um on the American side, like I said, Chris Braswell, I thought was pretty good. But I think the one who stole the show is probably Missouri's Darius Robinson. Um, I think he was maybe the most consistently disruptive guy of like anyone. He won for multiple alignments. Um, he was good in one-on-ones, good in the team stuff. I, I think Darius Robinson definitely raised his profile today. Um, and then going to the interior guys, it's a good interior group. A very good interior group. One that I was pretty impressed with top to bottom um you know I, I think it's a stronger group group even than the edge rushers and they, they gave the opponents fits pretty much all day uh duke's dwayne carter was one that i really liked he was one that i got turned on to um right sort of before the senior bowl i know uh trevor sikamo who's been on the show was a big fan of dwayne carter he was like hey people gotta watch him he's he's a sleeper uh he's not a sleeper anymore. He had a sla- he had a sack today, multiple disruptive plays, very impressive from uh Dwayne Carter on the interior. I thought Ohio State's Michael Hall did what we expected, right? Sort of a smaller uh a lighter, you know, pass rush specialist and and he was doing that, right? He he hit a wicked spin move in one-on-ones. That was really impressive. He looked good throughout. He was disruptive. Um the one that surprised me from that national team was Baylor's Gabe Hall, not someone I had done any work on or, or really seen much before today. Um, but he started raising eyebrows when he measured in over 6'6", 290, 
with 34 inch arms. And that's going to always raise eyebrows when you got that kind of size out there. Um, and he, he was good today. He was a handful. Um, and with those measurements, someone's that that's the type of guy that teams will covet uh, when you got those kind of traits plus good play at the senior bowl. Definitely someone to monitor this week. The American side was the one that was going to be like stacked with all the big names. Unfortunately, uh, Texas defensive tackle Byron Murphy, the second had to pull out prior to the senior bowl due to injury. That was a big bummer um, because I would, I would have loved to see sweat and Byron Murphy from Texas, both, both playing together here and, and crushing it. Um, but we still got to see Tavondre sweat, the massive nose tackle. He did not weigh in curiously. Um, but you know, and he looks big, so it may be that he's still working on getting his weight down uh, for the combine. But Sweat was very good, even without Byron Murphy next to him. Pretty much unblockable in one-on-ones, as you'd expect. His first step is way better than you would think for someone of that size. He he moves better than you would think from someone of that size. And I think if he can get down into that like 330 to 340 range, he'll be a very dangerous, you know, Paul Solei uh, DJ reader style nose tackle. Um, so, you know, we'll see what he weighs in at the combine, but he's definitely someone that could see his stock rise pretty quick. Um, I think, uh, Texas A&M's McKinley Jackson, a guy that I've liked throughout the process, very high ceiling pass rusher with a lot of tools, uh, has showed off those tools today, right? Explosive, had a lot of disruptive plays, was good in the team drills, good in the one-on-ones like that. Uh, FSU's Braden Fisk was also really nice. Uh, def- got into the backfield constantly, very quick off the snap, times it up well, very explosive. Like his lateral mobility too, he was moving really well. Um, so he's another one that's it's definitely more on my radar after this. Um, and it, that's a it's a good group on the interior. So if the Falcons do want to add to the interior defensive line in this draft, I think they'll have options even into day three. Um, and and yeah, so I think you know Devondre Sweat. McKinley Jackson and Braden Fisk really lit it up today for that American team. Um, You know, the defensive backs, I didn't watch as specifically today. I was more focused on the receivers and the D-line, but it was impossible to to miss Quinion Mitchell, Toledo quarterback. Um, You know, he's a guy that's had a lot of hype, a lot of ball production, a lot of of picks, a lot of PBUs. And the question was, well, he's playing at Toledo, Maction, What's he going to look like when he plays, you know, real NFL talent? Um, and I think he answered that question today. He locked down everybody. Um, he had, like, multiple PBUs in practice. He he looked fast as hell. Um, you know, it. Quinn Mitchell was awesome. He's definitely going to be a first-round pick. Um, and, and I think, you know, Daniel Jeremiah once again proves every, proves himself right. Uh, before the senior bowl, he was like, yeah, Quinn Mitchell's going to come off super early. He's probably going to run in the low four threes. And... We lost my camera. <laughs> it's bizarre because it's it's showing up in my preview. All right, hold on, folks. I'm gonna continue talking here while I try to get this fixed. But um, come on. All right, we'll just you'll no, jeez, this this is just a nightmare. All right, hi, I'm huge now. Smaller. Got to do, got to do this on the fly production. You know, you guys get, to see, get the peek behind the curtain here. All right, that'll that'll work. That'll work for the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> thank you for bearing with me on that one. But yeah, Quinya Mitchell, guy that I really liked. Uh, you know, 
super competitive, played off, played press, tons of pass breakups. Uh, I I think he he looked really good. Um, the other guy from that first uh, national practice that I would that I thought just kind of won. He won kind of on the nature of just like weighing in at what people expected, right? Uh, Kyrie Jackson from Oregon. He measured in as a legit 6'3 and a half, 203 with over 32 inch arms. He has elite length uh, size. He is that prototype. I think he's going to go early because of that. I He had a relatively quiet day, which is good for a corner. It's not a problem if you have a quiet day, but um, I think that size, that weigh in, showing that he's legit what he's listed at, that's going to help him for sure. Um, and then I thought Kalen King, like he, he got beat by Tez Walker in that one-on-one, but I thought he had a good day. Otherwise, uh, definitely a little on the small side, right? 5'11", um, but very high energy guy, very technically sound, doesn't panic. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked Kalen King too. Um, on the American side, there was the, the Auburn trio. I thought all played well, you know, DJ James, I think was one of the most consistent corners all day. Uh, Nehemiah Pritchett, I thought he had some good reps and then uh safety Jalen Simpson got a pick during the team section. So, so that was, you know, the, the Auburn trio, I think definitely stood out there. Um, and then a guy I haven't watched at all, Fresno state cornerback, uh, Carlton Johnson. He had probably the most impressive pick of the day, uh, going out to get, uh, an errant ball from Spencer Rattler. So he definitely deserves a shout out for that. Um, you know, I, I think not someone I know much about otherwise, but, he got that pick. He, he gets a shout-out, so good for him. And then just a quick rundown. Other guys that I had sort of marked down as being impressive. Um, running back Dylan Lobb. Uh, Lobbe? Lobb? I think it's Lobb from New Hampshire. Not a guy. Again, I, I haven't scattered running backs at all. I'm probably not going to bother for the most part just because the Falcons take another running back. I don't know what to say. Not really up any point to it. Maybe day three, right? Uh, late, but, you know, I don't really see a point to that, so... But, but Dylan Lobb looked good. Uh, Dijon Edwards from from Georgia was impressive too. So you got that uh, for your Georgia fans out there. A lot of the offensive tackles look, did look pretty good. Um, Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma, probably the best today. Super athletic, you know, questions about his technique, but I think he answered a lot of those. Was definitely one of the best out there today. Uh, Christian Jones from Texas, really impressive. Measured in super well too. Um, Patrick Paul from Houston kind of won just on the nature of his weigh-in where he was like legit six, seven with like crazy long, like 36 inch arms. So, you know, it, he's definitely one, uh, to keep an eye on, uh, Talisi Fuaga from Oregon state. You could tell he's probably gonna be a top 15 pick, just elite talent. Um, and then Brandon Cohen from TCU, not someone I've watched before, but definitely someone that played really well. And then two linebackers kind of caught my eye. Uh, Peyton Wilson from North Carolina state, huge. Uh, big, athletic, moved well. Uh, and then Nathaniel Watson from Mississippi State. He he took uh, he took full advantage of that interior offense, uh, interior defensive line domination, and he just kept shooting these gaps and and blowing up plays over and over again. Um, so again, don't think the Falcons are going to be really in the market for the off ball linebacker, but um, definitely someone that was impressive. So those are sort of my guys for the day. Uh, enjoyed watching them. Uh, it was a good day of practice. It was sunny. It's high energy. I think it's only going to get better this week. The weather's going to stay consistent. Not going to be rained out like a couple years ago, right? Um, so that's always nice. And uh, yeah, it was good. Good day of practice. I think these are 
particularly at wide receiver, edge, defensive line, you know, these groups really impressed. There's going to be depth in this class for the Falcons to get some guys. You know, we'll see if, if any of these quarterbacks can sort of entrench themselves as, you know, a top, an option outside of the top three. You know, I, I don't know that Knicks or Penix are really going to justify that sort of top 10 selection where the Falcons are going to be picking, but maybe top 20, maybe first round is what they're they're going for. Um, you know, I think the other quarterbacks here didn't really boost anything today. You know, I think Spencer Rattler had kind of a shaky day. Um, Joe Milton was interesting, but again, he's probably more that day three project. He's got that cannon arm, um, but, you know, got a lot of work to do. I didn't think Michael Pratt was all that impressive. I know some people really like his game. Um, and, it, you know, I, it, super up and down. Started really strong, struggled in the middle, had a couple good throws late. So, um, you know, none of those guys really separated themselves or did too much, but it's just the first day. We'll see who can who can impress tomorrow and Thursday. Um, but yeah, before we get out of here, uh, you know, I don't want don't this isn't going to be a full like two hour show or anything because uh, we got more shows coming this week. But you know, I know the Falcons, since since our last show, did officially hire Zach Robinson. We'll talk more about that on live tomorrow, but um, I think it's a great hire. I, I do really like Zach Robinson. That was the the one I was hoping for. Um, so that that's a good that's a good hire. Uh, it's really interesting that we that we're going to be keeping so many of the offensive coaches. Although there's going to be a little bit of movement right with TJ Yates going to quarterbacks coach. Um, so that that is interesting, uh, but. You know, I like the coaches that they're keeping. I like Marquise Williams staying. You know, Jimmy Lake is a bigger question mark, um, but I, I do think Jimmy Lake is a really good defensive mind. I think he's a very good defensive coordinator. He was not a good head coach in Washington. Had his fair share of critic, you know, criticisms there and, and and problems that led to his dismissal. Um, but in terms of his ability to coach a defense, I don't think there's much question about that. I think he's a very good defensive coach, and if he can somehow lure Buda Baker to Atlanta, uh, then that's that's enough for me to be 100% behind it because Buda Baker, Jesse Bates, safety duo, that would be some some nasty stuff um, that I would love to watch. Uh, two of my favorite safeties playing together, but, you know, Buda Baker's expensive, so probably not going to happen. But, you know, I can dream a little bit. But I, I do think uh, we got some good coordinators in here. We'll have to see how the rest of the staff shakes out to get a full look, but I think for the most part, th- we have a good staff being assembled. A lot of former players, uh, a lot of, of up-and-comers. And I do think uh, this is a good staff that, that Morris is putting together. So I'm encouraged by that. We'll talk more about it on live tomorrow. I think it's, But I think the, the pieces are coming together a little bit. Um, and I'm, I'm, it's really just what are they going to do at quarterback, I think, is the big question. Um, and we're not going to know that for a while, but that will be the key to, to whether this new direction is going to work or not. Can they get that quarterback in place to make this thing work? Uh, and we will see how that goes uh, real quick before we sign off. Uh, I'm going to recap another close call. Uh, whoa, my camera is all messed up again. What is happening here? All right, hold on. Let me see if I, if I go back. We can go over my prize picks here. Hold on, hold on. It's still not working. Bizarre. Hold on. Fix this thing. 
you don't even need to see my face for me to do my pride face. But um, anyway, sorry, it's gonna be a little janky, but uh, yeah. So recapping our prize picks, uh, which this is ancient. This is not the right prize picks, but uh, we did miss uh, one of our prize picks by uh, Brock Purdy's passing yardage was, I think, 269 out of the 275 we needed. So we did uh, miss that one by just a hair. So unfortunate because we did hit the uh, Isaiah Pacheco number just by... Uh, virtue of of him i believe it was 67 and a half was the number uh and we hit 68 so we're all good there uh and then the christian mccaffrey number we hit as well uh but unfortunately you know brock purdy sunk us i should have should have known never to trust brock purdy right but uh yeah guys prize picks for those that haven't played it it's daily fantasy it's available in 33 states now it's a lot of fun you pick two to six players decide if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection uh, the more players you pick, the more you can win. All the way up to 25 times your money on any entry. Uh, I usually go for the three packs, but, you know, it, it's a good mix of risk-reward. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, so definitely check it out. Uh, and it, it's it's Daily Fantasy, and it's projection-based, so you don't play against other players. You play against the projections only, so you don't have to worry about going up against some sharps and, and them getting you. Um, but, yeah, uh, make sure if you go to sign up, guys, to sign up with our promo code DBB, that will get you a 100% deposit match up to $100. So if you throw in 100, PrizePix will match and give you another $100 to play around with. If you throw in 50, they'll give you 50. Uh, just make sure when you sign up to use that code DBB to let them know we sent you. Helps us out too. So thank you very much for that. Uh, PrizePix entries, if you know what you want, 60 seconds or less. I know they're going to be running another promotional, basically like free square type thing. Uh, for the Super Bowl, I believe it's going to have Patrick Mahomes involved, like, uh, you know, half, if he gets more than a half passing yard or something like that, it will win. So definitely look for those. They have a lot of that type of stuff. Um, check it out, guys. Uh, it is Prize Picks, and thanks again to Prize Picks for sponsoring today's show. Appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, well, for that, that's all the takes I have for day one, guys. We're going to uh get you even more takes tomorrow for tuesday's show again probably going to be closer to a 6 p.m start maybe 6 30 um i will get that information out as soon as possible so you guys know what we're know what we're up to uh hoping for some more fireworks tomorrow some more good play from this class it's an exciting group enjoying it a lot I uh, will be sure to get those takes out to you guys as quick as we can. If you're looking for a written recap as well, like if you're tuning in late to the show, uh, that's up on the Falcoholic now as well. So definitely check that out, guys. Thank you to everyone for tuning in today. Thank you for everyone who donated to the fundraiser. We are higher than this number. I need to update it because it's not plugging in the uh, it's not plugging in the super chats from YouTube correctly. So I think we're closer to like 500. So we're we're almost there. Well, we're doing good, uh, but we're still running the fundraiser through uh, next week. Uh, so if you're interested in donating, you can do that at the links in the show description. Uh, and we appreciate everyone who has so far. Uh, it, this is what makes it all possible for me to get this hands-on time with these prospects. Really appreciate it. It helps the scouting. It helps the takes for the rest of the cycle. We really do appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much. Uh, do like, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Leave us that five-star review on your platform of choice. If you listen to that podcast audio, uh, check out the channel memberships. We're going to have some exclusive stuff coming there as we get through to this draft season. Check out the Patreon if you're a podcast listener for exclusive perks there. 
And yeah, guys, we will get uh, into more takes. The offseason draft season officially kicks off with the Senior Bowl, in my opinion. And I know for some, it starts a little bit earlier. But for me, Senior Bowl is the real start of draft season. So excited for it. Excited for another fun offseason. Falcons have plenty of ammunition. You know, we need a quarterback. We need wide receiver help. We need edge. A lot of needs to fill. A lot to do this offseason. So we're going to get into it. But again, thank you guys so much. I'm Kevin Knight of Falcoholic. Kevin, check out thefalcoholic.com for that great written content. We will see you tomorrow for the next episode of Falcoholic Live. Until then, guys, thanks to betonline.ag and to Prize Picks for sponsoring today's episode. We will see you next time. Have a great night, folks.